I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see closures in the American and European parks. I think, yeah, yeah I think I think probably the US will hang up as long as they can, and and yeah, they'll be looking for it to be across the board, you know, because if Disney are shutting the parks, then you know, major sporting events and things like that, you know, it, it, it needs to be a cohesive strategy. I think if if that's what needs to happen, but yeah, I think so. If Disney, if Disney are going to do it in America, I predict it's going to be around May time. They'll wait. They've got spring break coming up, which is the time they should really be closing the parks for. Uh, in in terms well, of that, major, um, all of our spring breakers are all alcohol protected. They, I mean, there's not yeah, there's not bugs true, going actually, to get a yeah. grip there. Yeah, if, if they douse themselves in alcohol as well, it'd be fine. Um, and then they've got things like Memorial Day weekend, and I can see them if they're going to close after Memorial Day and reopen up for Independence. That's that's my bold prediction on this podcast. Again, this will either age really well or very badly. <laughs> Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater and Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor of the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at wendyprater at magicaljourneystravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. The Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Well, I did say on the last episode, it was either going to date really well or really badly. And uh, as you heard from the beginning of this show, pretty bad is, is, uh, my, was my prediction. I got it completely wrong. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick, and I'm joined on this week's show by a packed roster of people. We have got Ryan. Isolation. More on it later on. Uh, we've got Mr. D. Hello there. We have P Dubs. Bonjour. And we have the talented Mr. Ripley. Well, we're all self isolating. That's why we're here. Yeah, ba- I mean, we're not in the mouse's head. Um, no. you know, basically, we've been told we can't go to the pub anymore. 
um, not for the foreseeable future. So uh, we are doing this remote, remotely. Um, it might sound a bit different because we're not in the same place. You know, usually we're sat all around a big table, um, you know, with uh, pint glasses and barmaids going all around us, but we are sitting individually in our own homes, self-isolating, just in case the worst happens. Um, speaking of the worst happening, uh, other than Ryan, who will come to last, how is everyone dealing with the forthcoming apocalypse? <laughs> I think Mr. Ripley <laughs> tells you everything you need to get. He's, yeah. he's been planning for this all his life. No, I was I going... Surprised... <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised I didn't hear the shotgun just go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, he's, he's zombie-tooled up. I can guarantee oh, yeah. that. Exactly. I've been planning this for bloody years. I've got me, me, me bunker. <laughs> That's you why know. you moved to the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got trip he's wires. got his toilet roll. CCTV, exactly. Very good insulator, actually, toilet rolls. Uh, and uh yeah so uh yeah we're fine uh, and ryan as uh, as mm. he pr- declared right at the top of the show um you're about to enter isolation aren't you unfortunately yeah unfortunately i am in one of the category the vulnerable categories and um from from i believe this weekend coming um i've, I've got into isolation for 12 weeks but uh that kind of starts tomorrow for me because I've got to work from home. Man, your, yeah, college, so. your Call of Duty skills at the end of 12 weeks are going to be awesome. <laughs> i tell you what, I've, Warzone's just started on COD. And I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I can't, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be like top top five players, I think. Yeah. I might as well just end my current career and start esports. I think yeah, you should, yeah. It's, it's the way forward. It's the way forward, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, right, Call myself before... Mr. Isolation. Well... That could that 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 could be the next spin-off. Yeah, there you go. Cod isolation. Or outbreak. Or apocalypse. Any of those will work. Any of um, those would have worked. Right. Or all three. All three. Um we're gonna it's gonna be a bit a bit of a different show because obviously there's there's only kind of real two real agendas that we're gonna be talking about. Uh, we are gonna be looking at the parts, we're gonna be looking at stuff outside the parts as we always do, but not going to be much scope around. Um, so let's get this show cracked on. I'm going to have to ask what everybody's drinking. So, uh, Mr. Isolation, what are you drinking? Something um, for, yeah, for the third week in a row, or third time in a row, uh, a Starbucks skinny latte with no added sugar, lactose-free. Boom. Uh, Mr. D? So I'm, I'm back on um, the medicinal and hopefully anti-coronavirus properties gin and tonic. It works for malaria. The tonic's got quinine in it, so it let's hope it works for uh, COVID-19. Cheers. It's a good excuse, actually, for me to go and buy a of tonic water. That's a good point. I'll have to go and mm. stock up tomorrow. Um, you know what? I totally forgot my joke, which was uh, you can't spell COVID-19 without COD. I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to ready it out. I'm going to let the listeners make a judgment call on that one. Uh, Mr. Ripley, what are you drinking? <laughs> Do you remember when Shooting Stars used to go, oh, Yeah, oh. the tumbleweeds. Yeah, the tumbleweeds. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> In a studio. <laughs> Somebody sent me a joke yesterday saying that Diane Abbott's been diagnosed with COVID-458. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise that, me. That means nothing to an American listener. Uh, I don't know. I think... 
you know, they do like to um, have humorous uh, things that our politicians have done on their news yeah. as well. So they might know who Diane Abbott is, if not Google. It's on there every night, yeah, I'm sure. Google, Google Diane Abbott's mathematical abilities. It's, it's, it's quite impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Ripley, what are you drinking? Uh, I am also, tap, 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 drinking some tonic water. Oh. Fever tree? No, actually, Schweppes. Oh, well, I mean, owned by, I think they own Fever tree. Or is that Pepsi? I don't know. Normally we have Fever Tree. This must have been like one of these where we've ordered it online and they've swapped it out for Schweppes. Swaps it out for the cheap one. Oh, but <laughs> pour it down my leg looking to see who owns it. <laughs> it's not on the bottom of the can. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I, speaking of Pepsi, I am on Cherry Pepsi Max because if I'm, uh, you know, if it's the end of the world, I'm going to go out drinking, the, you know, God's favourite drink. Um, Right, let's let's have a look at the parks then. Um, you know this, you must know this. If you don't know this, you've been living in a cave. Um, this weekend saw the closure of the remaining uh, Disney parks. So we saw the closure of Disneyland Paris and also Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, and all of Walt Disney World. I was going to start naming all, all the the places but i mean that's going to just take 10 minutes so let, let's not do that so walt disney world is on shutdown disneyland is on shutdown disneyland paris is on shutdown now the weird thing is i think it's weird anyway the parks have closed but the hotels have stayed open well only until the 20th yeah, okay. yeah until they're, the 20th. Having, they're having to clear out everybody that was staying yeah yeah that makes sense because i hadn't heard yeah. of a of a date of chucking people out and yeah, and, spring, uh, springs and everything is shutting, I, th- I believe, in the, in the next couple of days. I think yeah, springs, springs is the 17th, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the hotels are the 20th. Okay, yeah, so spring springs uh, will be, as you listen to this podcast, if you listen to it when it's been released, um, and the hotels will be possibly when you're listening to this, depending on you know when you're listening. You might be listening yeah. three or four days after it comes out. I don't know. It's all on you. I believe in I believe in Springs. It's only the Disney owned and operated shops. The the non Disney ones have got a choice, but it sounds like most of them are going to shut. From what well, I think some of them have already started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in outside of that, we've seen a lot of companies. I mean, these aren't at Springs, but you know, to kind of give you an idea, um, Apple, uh, Urban Outfitters. Um, I think Hollister announced today that they're they're closing, um, yeah. and the Disney stores themselves. So all of the retail Disney stores outside of the parks in your shopping mall or whatever, um, they're all now closed. Uh, that includes the UK so. as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think I think the US closed today, but the UK mm. definitely closed today. Yeah, if, the, if, the European ones were us, Sweden, and Denmark closed today. That's interesting. So, like, I'm guessing from that, Dublin still open, possibly. I didn't see any mention of Dublin. That's interesting. So that might well be that that's already closed. Right. Oh yeah, actually, they, they were shutting stuff in Dublin over the weekend, yeah. weren't they? Um, <clears throat> it's it's unprecedented times. We were talking about this on the last episode. We did think that the Disney parks would, at some point, have to close. Um, 
but I don't think we expect it to be quite as quick. I mean, the the thing for me is, does this not seem like it's kind of not not come out of the blue, but it's moved rapidly? It's one of oh, those was that escalated quickly moments. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it is because you know it, America kind of seemed a little bit slow in doing anything about coronavirus, which, to be fair, us in the UK followed a similar path. Um, But once they started really taking it seriously, it just really snowballed very quickly. Um, And, I mean, how many days' notice did we get for the parts? Was it three? Yeah, I think so. Three and and four. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because Disneyland announced first, but they were the last of the, the three to close. Mm-hmm. Yes, because of the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, originally, the press release said that they were all going to close on Sunday. Yeah. And in Disneyland Paris, just closed. <laughs> closed Friday, yeah. What, was even, what yeah. was even better is the way that we found out about that wasn't from Disney, wasn't from Disneyland Paris. It was actually from uh, the RER, which is the tube service that takes you to Disneyland Paris. They just put a tweet out Friday night saying... Um, the Disney parks are now closed. Yeah. That was it. And there was no fanfare at the park or anything, unlike the other two. Nothing. Well, no, because, you know, at, at that, by, the, by their own kind of, by the, the, by the statement, they were not expected to close until Sunday. No. And in, in Disneyland Paris, it, the timing was really unfortunate because we talked, you know, we talked about this on, on our Disneyland Paris show. Yeah. But, um, there was a pass holder night that was taking place on on the Friday. Now, when we recorded that show, which was Tuesday, yeah, I think last week, yeah, when we recorded that show, they said the park was was remaining open and um, the the pass holder night was going ahead. And then I think it was Thursday yeah. they finally turned around and said, actually, we're cancelling the pass holder night. Now, the problem with that is that um, it didn't give people any chance to cancel their trips because a lot of people were going out there for it. I knew of at least uh, four people who were going and three had got there before the announcement was made that it wasn't taking uh, taking place after all. So um, I get it, it can't be helped, but the, the big problem has been the lack of communication. And then to add to that, they announced the parts are going to close on the Sunday and then it just closes on the Friday night. As Paul said, with no fanfare, it's weird. Can we talk about something that I found very odd, which was Walt Disney World obviously closed last last night uh, on Sunday. Uh, Happily Ever After occurred, which I'm like, okay, I, I kind of question that for one. Um, the the one thing I do question the most was the, the farewell kind of ceremony they had uh, with, with um, old Joshy Boy, president of Walt Disney World and heartthrob to thousands. Um, <laughs> if I was him, <laughs> yeah, one less now. Um, if I was if I was him, I probably wouldn't have done that. That seemed like it was putting a lot of people at unnecessary risk, given the amount of people crowded around the front of, of Main Street. Now, I would have also cancelled Happily Ever After, but I kind of get why they might have wanted to do that. Uh, Disneyland's yeah. uh, farewell was quite reserved, quite quiet, 
compared to Disney World's. And I just thought it seemed a bit odd to even have that, given the, the obviously the severity of, of coronavirus, as, as we've seen from the drastic action taken from the UK today. Mm. Yeah, it does seem it does seem very odd. Um, I don't it quite really... Sit well, I, d- I don't really understand what the... Because I know that Florida as a state had turned around and said that they were reducing uh, the, the size of gatherings and, and stuff like that. I don't know if that had been enforced. I don't know if that is possibly why um, they still allow those things to go ahead. But yeah, I agree. Um, it's It's a bit odd. And I think the problem with the... I mean, the problem with the fireworks is obviously everyone happens around, but then to add that farewell to the end, people were probably stopping taking pictures. So you're still in a massive crowd. Well, the um, crowd was massive and they mm-hmm. had like almost every Disney character under the sun saying goodbye to people. So people were stopping. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lovely gesture and a nice thing to do, but I think it was slightly misjudged in my opinion. For for the, yeah, for the reason it's it's happening. Like, had yes. the park been closing because they were ha- had to do, like, a massive refurbishment because Cinderella's castle had started to fall into or, the ground or, or something. Or hurricanes coming the next day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Something like I, that. I get it. But the whole the whole idea about this is, you know, you're, you're trying to restrict being in a massive crowd. It's like there was a football match, um, I think it was in Italy, um, midweek last week. And they were playing the game behind closed doors because mm. they were trying to stop um, in the same way that we've actually cancelled and America's cancelled a lot of sporting events. They were doing it behind closed doors to stop a uh, big crowd of people all being in one place together. So what did the fans do? They turned up outside the ground. You know, like 20 odd mm. thousand of them. Yeah, they kind of missed the point now, didn't it's they? Defeating the purpose of why you're doing it. You're not doing it for fun. It's it's just just madness. And I think, and I know because obviously Florida is split up into different bits and pieces. So I watch wrestling because I'm sad. And coming up at the beginning of April is WrestleMania, which is like the Super Bowl of wrestling. That is taking place at the um, the home ground of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I think is baseball, maybe? No, yeah. no. Yeah, That's it gonna is, be football. I'm sure it is. No, Tampa is it, Bay is Buccaneers it, is football. Yeah, because the Tampa Bay Rays, isn't it, is baseball, I think. Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers is football, I believe. Football. Yeah. So, um, so that, that event is supposed to be going on at the beginning of April. Now, at the moment, Tampa haven't cancelled that event, but that is due to be attended by 80,000 people. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. On top of that as well, the US has now closed the border to all of Europe, effectively. So, and many people, because because it's such a big event, many people travel from all over the world. So even if the event took place people have bought tickets and are now banned from entering the country, mm. not because they've done something wrong, but because there's this pandemic going on. And that's what it is. It's a pandemic, right? So they're still pretending it's happening and yet it can't. And then to, uh, to put icing on, on the cake of this, they still produce three 
shows of live TV a week. Their first one was on Friday since it's all kind of like escalated. They're having to film that in an empty arena. It is the most bizarre thing you will ever see is watching wrestling in an empty arena. <laughs> well, it's not even it's not even a silence, right? What it is is that because of how wrestlers like train and, and do all this stuff, when they're on the microphone talking trash. Um, they're normally reacting to the crowd, booing them or, you know, saying mm. something to them. So when one of the wrestlers, the first wrestler that came out on Friday, she's addressing this invisible crowd. Now, it wasn't like a shock to anyone that there was no crowd. They'd announced there was going to be no crowd. You could clearly see there was no cl- cl- like crowd at all. So who was she talking to? But that, that's because that's the reaction of it. And then uh, to make it uh, even better than that, during the match... Um, you know, normally what they do if uh, this is a tag match, so women's getting beaten up, that her partner wants to get into the ring, has to be tagged in, so she starts like clapping her hands, and then of course the audience will clap their hands and kind of like, you know, make a lot of noise to you know kind of rile them up. Well, of course there was no one there, so she's just clapping her hands for nothing. Oh it was so so weird, um, but that is happening in Tampa. So that is not obviously Orlando, and I don't know if they are following different rules or because it's a different district, they're allowed to impose different sizes to things. But it's it's just it's just so weird. It's such a weird situation. And I know this is the Disney podcast, but you know we have to mention that this is also affecting the other parts in the areas of Sea. Uh, actually, have Sea World closed? Yeah, Sea World have closed. Yeah. Universal closed today, yeah, as well. Legoland's closed, I think. All the six flags are shut. Did anyone know that? Did anyone know it was open? The religious experience is not shut, they're just praying you don't get ill. (laughs) 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 A bit of satirical here, mate. Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's what's going to happen now. I I mean, on top of this, the, the, the people that I really feel sorry for, the people that just got there now. Trump originally banned Europe, but not the UK, I think on Thursday. And Mm. then on Saturday, banned the UK as well. So some people flew to Orlando to be immediately turned away. No, it's because he he realised we hadn't left the EU yet. Ah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, But I, I do know somebody who flew out uh friday night i think might be like the last flight out i might have got there it might have been saturday morning but either way she actually got to orlando before that ban had been put into place so she's now there for two weeks on her once in a lifetime trip to disney world oh no with nothing to do she's got Mm. she's she's spent she got to spend sunday at hollywood studios I don't think they were able to get to a park on Saturday. So yeah, she's got like a three week, a two week ticket um, and can only use one day. Um, she's struggling to get refunds at the moment. Because mm-hmm. she's already there. Well, yeah. And because as well, when she got there, so, so she got there Saturday. So she had a ticket for Disney and she had tickets for Universal. You know, like the ultimate ticket that had like Universal Bush Gardens. Mm. And basically what she was told, and I'm not going to name the ticket agency in case they become good. 
but what they said was well you could use your ticket today you just can't use it tomorrow so therefore well, if you not, not to then <laughs> that's on you um and I, I i i get it from one sense but surely as a gesture of goodwill yeah common sense yeah you would hope would win out on on that yeah. situation yeah absolutely the, the, the problem you've got is that companies are struggling are going to be struggling to stay afloat during this you know we've already had what virgin have come out and said uh, advised their staff to take eight weeks unpaid Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy considering if Richard Branson paid every single member of the Virgin team £10,000 for the, the eight weeks that they're going to be off, he'd still have £4.2 billion. Pounds. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's just unbelievable. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it's not as bad as it first sounded. It's still not great. But this eight weeks unpaid leave is to be taken over a six-month period. It wasn't a, a straight eight-week sabbatical, basically. Aren't they asking for a bailout from the government as well? Well, that's the other thing that they've asked for. And it's it's not them. It's for the, the aviation industry. Well, well, hang on a minute. The BA has categorically said that they have fixed their roof when it was raining and have many, many billions in reserves. So yeah, something, something like nine money. billion. They do not want any Jesus. money from the government whatsoever. And, I mean, the thing is, that that is what it should be. If you're a successful mm. business, then that's what you should be prepared for. But the thing um, is, though, is Virgin is a successful business, Virgin Atlantic. Half mm. of the money goes back to Delta because they own half of it, and the other half goes to the Virgin Group. The Virgin Group is owned mostly outright by Richard Branson. Yeah. So if they need to bail them out, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Either that or the government. Oh, yeah. Either that or the government take. Public own, uh, it goes into public ownership, that which would be a positive thing for the uh, the aviation industry for sure. But that's the only alternative I see: is the government bails it out but takes all the shares. My my parents were due to fly with Virgin on Saturday in premium economy, and they've cancelled. I mean, I don't. I think the the ban, when did the ban come in? Was it Saturday or Saturday? Yeah, it was. So they cancelled anyway before the ban a few days before. And then rang Virgin up and Virgin said, it's okay, you can reschedule your flights for any time the rest of the year, whenever you want to go, you just got to pay the difference. So I ranted at Virgin on Twitter, got completely, they had a response, but it was just a non-response because they practically doubled the cost of the fare that they were purchasing for these Mm. flights. And they were going end of March, April, which is a fairly, you know, spring break leading to Easter. It's quite a busy time. And they wanted the middle two weeks of November, and it was double. Well, that's what I joined into that conversation with you, didn't I? Because you did, you did. I could not <laughs> understand. It basically read as it actually was, which is they were trying to pull a fast one, basically, yeah. because there's no no way it's more expensive to go in November. November is quiet time. Right? Yeah. November well, you is say quiet that. Time. You say that, and I agree. I completely agree with you. But the problem is. If demand suddenly is shot up in November, it then becomes the busy time for the airline. Now, I, I think that's a, still a poor excuse, and I think what they're doing is completely wrong, but that's probably what they will say. Do you really think now is the time that people are going, like, 
November sounds like a good time. I don't think so. I'm, I'm not saying that people aren't booking that far ahead because, of course, people do, but it does seem a little bit wishy-washy. You're absolutely right. It is done on algorithms and, 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 and all of those kind of things, and it is done on how busy things are at the time. But I guarantee if they were looking at another airline for the same period, they would not be finding flights that expensive. Um, oh, I agree. It's just it's just shifty practice. And actually, Virgin, I've, I've found her quite famous for that. I've gone to look for a flight, looked again a few hours later, it's gone up, um, looked again on another device, priced the same as it was earlier. So, you know, you can say it's algorithms, but it's there's something more devious behind it than, than that. Mm. Um, I mean, either way, it's a, it's a poor show. I mean, from a from a planet point of view, at least there's less uh, there's less planes flying around at the moment, so that's good for the environment. Yeah, well, um, Greta's having a great time, isn't she? She is having a fantastic week. Actually, if she's not isolating herself. Actually, there's the same number of planes flying around at the moment because if they don't fly their planes, Virgin, they lose their contracts with the airline with the airports. Now, so this is the first thing that came out about Virgin before Richard Branson, who of course famously sued the NHS. Um, you know, not that long ago, before he started to ask the government to bail out everybody that didn't want to be bailed out, um, he had said that they need to do something about this agreement they've got with with the airlines or the airports. And that I do actually agree with because instead, as you've just said, what we're seeing now until they've, they've started to cancel flights now across the board, like everyone is now cancelling flights. But... Before that, they were flying planes that were almost empty. Um, mm. And in fact, some some flights were going with no passengers at all because they had to fly out. I um, think, and that's ridiculous. I think he's lost it. I mean, think about it. He's just started a cruise line for people in their 20s who don't have kids, don't like to party, and want to go on a cruise that's painted almost entirely in battleship grey. Where is the market for that? I mean, I've just I've just heard that for the first time, and I wish I was in my twenties. Uh, no, I mean that that is just the most ridiculous <laughs> seems, thing I've heard of. He does he does seem to have a personal vendetta against the planet, doesn't he? Yes. Like, oh, you don't like planes? Well, here's some boats. You don't like boats? Here's a spaceship. <laughs> don't like music? Here's the Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> yeah, coming next. Oil-powered uh, power stations are coming. <laughs> just, just virgin oil. Just virgin oil. Full stop. Um, oh, virgin fracking. That could be his next venture. Um, Don't yeah, give him it's, ideas. It's, <laughs> he ain't listening to this. He, he'd have turned off by now. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very it's a very bizarre situation. And and you mentioned cruises, and of course that is something else that's affected. Of course, is the cruise lines. Disney cruise lines are all down. Yeah, um, and I mean, I think they will be the last thing to open back up. If I'm honest, yeah, it's been the worst places, hasn't it? Hmm. I tell you what, though, it's a it's a, a bloody good job that Chapex already lost his hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Right when Iger left, we were all like, "Oh, that's a bit sudden." <laughs> I do, now it's the greatest bust that he has thrown him under. <laughs> yep. I mean, Iger must have known something we didn't. He must have, yeah. I'm gonna this go and what, what, I'm gonna go and some read some scripts. You deal yeah. with the deal with the money leaking out of our <laughs> arse at the moment. Mr. Iger, what's that I hear in the distance? That Chapek is the number seven. <laughs> number nineteen, more like. 
Um, It's, yeah, I mean, how's your luck? How is your luck? You know, you've not even been in the job two weeks and you're having to make these decisions that are really going to have a massive impact on Disney. Literally, the first job he had was to close Shanghai. (laughs) I suppose it was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, related to coronavirus, obviously we've seen huge cutbacks, especially at Epcot. So pretty much every additional entertainment in that park is now gone, including the Japanese performers who have been there for over 15 years. It's weird that these performers have just kind of just been given the elbow, just like that. I mean, especially the the ones that have been there for such a long time and actually, I think, provide some fantastic entertainment that represent the cultures of the countries that they're, they're from. It's a real shame to, to lose some of these some of these acts, I think. So we've lost uh, we've lost those guys. We've lost the Italian juggler. Yep. And is it the British experience? British invasion. Yep. British invasion. Yep. Um, did they not go a few years ago? No, it was some. They got rid of the Beatles one, didn't they? Right. And replaced yeah. them with British invasion. Right. I couldn't remember if uh, I, for some reason I thought it was them that they got rid of and then brought back again. But okay, that makes more sense. Um, yeah, again, um, just kind of out of the blue. I mean, so the other thing, like we haven't talked about the timescales. So that the release said the parts were going to close um, as of the 15th. That was going to be the last day and they would be closed until at least the beginning of April. Now, it's really hard to judge right now if that's going to be the case. And for them to make the kind of cuts that we're going to talk about now suggests to me it's not going to just be a two-week break. It seems to be they're cutting cutting far too much for it just to be closed for two weeks because on top of those performers in Epcot being given the Spanish Archer, Elbow, um, also the, the Disney College program. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that has been really handled appallingly. Well, they gave, them, gave them like, what, three days to pack up and get home, basically? And that was across the board. Yeah. That was across the board. So, obviously, with the with the college programme, and actually I know somebody on it um, who was trying to get on with a guest, as a guest, and we couldn't get them on while they were doing it just because of um, really poor Wi-Fi. Um who should now be able to come on and tell us about it. But, um, you know, they've been out there at, at, and they fly from all over the world. So he, he was from the UK, but you, you literally get people from all over Europe, all, o- all across the world who pack up and, and leave their families and friends behind to go and do this program for a year. And they are just sent an email to say, we're ending the program um, you've got three days. I think I've got to yeah. the eighteenth to. No, it's only uh, it's only days. the college program that's ended, isn't it? Because the yes. like the cultural reps in Epcot, uh, which is the program my daughter did, um, they're they've been given two weeks off, but their programs are still continuing at least at the minute. Right. But I mean, it's it's not it's not a good look. I mean. Disney are a huge company across the board in everything they do. Those theme parks make money. 
Um, there's there's literally no reason for them to make a cut like that. I mean, how much how much must that program cost? Well, tuppence halfpenny really in in the grand scheme of things. They're not paying them much. No, hardly anything. So it just seems like a really bizarre business decision. And regardless of that, even if it was cost them a lot of money, it's still really bad business, right? The thing is, is usually these big corporates worry about their share price, but their share price is rubbish. So why go to all this effort to be so awful? Why not just have loads of bloody performers? Who cares? Have loads. Because the share price doesn't bloody move. All it's doing at the moment is going down and down and down, but well, it's, it's, it's not already down anyway. Soon. Yeah, it's bonkers. It is absolutely bonkers. I mean, it's no Apple, Amazon, or you know what I mean, it's just naff. I mean, or Andrex. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it Cashel? No, they are on the rise. Much, let me tell you, those those shares are rocketing. Yeah. That's what you want to put, put invest your money in in the uh, the toilet paper game. TP shares you can back. That's what happens. All I'm saying is, is is they just sell a few DVC contracts just for a week. That'll pay for those performers for the whole bloody year. Yeah, I mean, mean, they can't be paying the performers something. They can't be paying the performers a great deal. Let's be honest. Do we know if the performers have just been like suspended? You know, if everyone returns, do we know if they're coming back? No, so I saw a Facebook post from the Italian mime, uh-huh. and he was. It was in um, poor, poor English, which, to be fair, is as you'd expect. Um, he was he basically doesn't talk much, so he doesn't get much chance. To no, exactly, to exactly. He, he said basically he'd been fired, and yeah. that after I can't remember how many years he was there, but again, I think it was about it was ten plus at least. Um, he had been fired, kind of out of the blue, and that was it. So, I mean, how is that even legal? I mean, what kind of contracts are they getting these people to sign? Well, See, those types of contracts, you wouldn't be able to sign them with these uh, IR35s in this country now, would you? Uh, I mean, it's just dicey as hell, isn't it? Well, the, that's, mm. the, the, the problem is, is that there is a different working culture. And I learned this the hard way. Well, I didn't learn it the hard way, but I heard it the hard way. When uh, once upon a time, um, we were having a, a, a meeting about sales and uh, an American boss turned around and said, if it was up to me, you'd all be fired because you're not hitting your numbers. And of course, he couldn't do that because we all worked in Europe and mm. they couldn't just do that. But uh, he could do that with his, his American workforce, which to me was just shocking. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I get if you're not you're not performing, you normally get like a few strikes before you're out kind of thing. But it does very much seem that you could be hired and fired um, for for no reason. And I, it's, I didn't I mean you can sack people in this country for performance. That is something you can sack them for. Yeah, uh, they have to have had suitable warnings first, though. Yeah, you can't well, you, you can't just do it out of the blue. You have to. It has to be. Um, if if it's in your, I think it's. I'm not. I'm no HR expert, but if it's in your gross misconduct policy that performance is key to your ability at work. And you're not performing, you you get a written notice. You're relieved of your duty. You then have six weeks to meet and then appeal it, and then they can give you your P35. Yeah. 
but that's, I mean, that's a, that's quite a, a long process versus see it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Also I mean, you, it's going to probably be about, I don't know, six, two months, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and, and as you say, you've got the chance of appeal. And, and the thing is, in most instances, certainly not in not in my personal experience, but in, in people that I know, um, they've normally worked on like a performance plan or, or something to kind of give them a stay of execution to, to show that they can mm-hmm. actually do what they're supposed and, to. And don't, don't forget, if you've worked for anyone in this country for less than two years, they can sack you on the spot. That is very true. Yeah, so you're, you're, not, you're not ironclad, but yeah. you do have a lot. More, uh, uh, we have more safety features. Oh, it, employment law in this country is far superior to anything in Europe and anything in America. It is much higher. I'm sorry to go back to another wrestling analogy, but I know very little else except this and Disney. But one of my favourite stories, which I thought was an urban legend, but it actually was true. Um, the owner of the wwe is is vince mcmahon he's a very strange individual <laughs> and he one of his biggest pet peeves is sneezing like he absolutely hates it like he feels he is a weak human if he sneezes he will do anything in order of him not to sneeze and during one production meeting when they had all the writers there writing like the next week's worth of shows or whatever one of them sneezed and got fired on the spot because it Actually, upset him oh. that much, he just went, you're fired. And he was like, what? And he's like, oh, that's it. Grab your stuff, you're gone. And that, was, and that was it. He was legitimately fired because he sneezed in front of him. It was amazing. And I, only, I said, I honestly thought that it was just like an urban legend. That is, it's absolutely true. It really did happen. So uh, <laughs> employment law is funny. But it, it's just amazing that they would sack all that. Because what, what's going to happen? Are you saying to me that you are honestly believing those parts are going to open back up in two weeks. What's no happening way. I mean, look... To, well, but what's, look happening what's happening to the entertainment? What's happening to look entertainment? Look. If, if they did open up in two weeks, you've lost all that live entertainment. Yep. What are you replacing? It's bonkers. But, I, I mean, there's I, no way that those parts are opening in two weeks. I mean, look at... To use myself as an example, I'm now effectively quarantined for 12 weeks. The US are going to be introduced to something very soon that is very mm. similar to that. Uh, which means those parks are not opening for, for 12 weeks, potentially, I think. I th- I think Chapek has pulled, uh, what was it, one of Tony Blair's advisors said, put the bad news out on 9-11. I think mm. that he's wanted to get rid of these acts for ages because mm. they cost money, not a lot of money, but enough that they want to get rid of them. And they thought, right, we're everywhere. all the shit's in, I'm sorry, the, the, the stuff's hit the fan. Let's just, just get rid of anything that's negative right now. It's not IP, I- is it? Well, yeah, true. And that's what he wants. He wants IP and everything, apparently. Yeah. Well, I think they've also got to be seen to be to be trying to minimise the damage, right? And and so they need to be able to show that they've that they've cut some costs. And unfortunately, you know, this is what they've cut. And it, you like to think that when everything is restored that they'll bring back live acts. It might not be the same live acts, but they'll bring back live acts. That's what you would like to believe. We'll see what actually happens. But the thing that we haven't really talked about is just, you know, shutting these parks and the cruise lines and the hotels, the the loss in revenue is absolutely enormous. Right? I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's epic. Because you're right, I don't think they're going to be open in two weeks' time. How can you, how can you shut when the virus is at a certain level, and 
reopen if it isn't if it isn't at least stabilised, right? But but really probably improved, and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen in the next two weeks. That's going to take a bit longer than that, I, I would think. Well, so so yeah, I mean it, it could be a couple of months. Um, I mean, Tokyo is going to end up being at least a couple of months. They've just extended in April, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Shanghai's still not open. I mean the the. Uh... Downtown yeah. area is in in certain respects, but the park is yeah. open. I so, can't see the so, US being any different. No, so I mean the loss in revenue is going to be absolutely enormous. Was it like um thirty million a day just from Walt Disney World, roughly? I think they yeah, worked I'm, out that when geez. when the parks were shut for hurricanes a yeah. day and a half, they lost yeah. thirty mil. So you know, it's, about, so it's probably about twenty five million a day. You know, just trying to be a balanced on the other side right they have got to run a business they have got shareholders that they're accountable to they have got to try and manage the damage as best they can i feel sorry for the performers and the college programs and stuff like that but they have to be seen to be done something they can't just carry all the cost and lose all that revenue not forgetting um, all the other problems they got coming down the barrel yeah. you know they've got they've got too many cruise ships for demand DVC isn't selling. Riviera is completely under expectations. Mm-hmm. You, you've got all, you've got all these hotel rooms to sell. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, movie you've got the Universal. Movie well, is yeah, take a tank in as well. Because exactly, of this. you've got no massive Star Wars or Marvel films. Universal mm-hmm. Studios is cutting into their uh, market share in Florida. Yeah. So they've I mean, got so only, many problems. That's the only somewhat silver lining is that everybody's in the same boat, right? Universal is going to take a hit as well. SeaWorld is going to... I mean, some of the smaller parks, you know, may not, may not recover from this. Yeah. Like SeaWorld. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I, and we'll talk about the films in a little bit when we, we do move away from the parks because that's its yeah. own thing as well. And you're, you're right. Um, they are going to be losing money hand over fist and they're not going to recover it. Um, you know, that, those parks the end of this year like fingers crossed you know everything will be done and dusted um you know after the summer and we'll all be back to normal um and and those parts will be heaving because people would have rescheduled their holidays and people will, will want to get back to the magic so they will be very busy i think once this is all done and dusted but that still doesn't recuperate the losses as you say that they're going to face in the meantime there's only so yeah. much money they can make back Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, if, a number of hotel rooms. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's as far as they can go. Yeah. And, and I mean, the thing is, you know, I don't know what the the average occupancy is, but let's say the average occupancy is eighty percent. If they get that up to like ninety five percent for every hotel, that's still not gonna that's still not gonna go a long way into recuperating what they they've lost in the in the meantime. I mean, DVC was selling well um, until they changed the contracts. Mm. Now they're not selling very well, and that was a massive cash cow. For and that's the reason why they're building the the wing at Disneyland because yeah. they know they'll make money there because there yeah. isn't any. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that Riviera looks like an absolutely awful resort. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's falling apart as well. All these reports. Are yeah. Going into I mean, their rooms and the stuff falling, you know, all the bits are not glued to the wall and everything, you know. Oh. I was at the Skyliner station before, shortly before it opened, and it just looks dull. Mm. You uh, reckon just, Richard Branson designed it? 
I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's not painted grey, unfortunately. Or is well, it? it kind of is. Yeah, yeah it's almost, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the thing is, I mean, obviously, as people that love theme parks uh, and especially Disney ones, it, it's a it's a huge blow, right? You know, no one wants to see this happen, but we're in a state now where it it has to happen. You know, it's got to a level now where the only sensible thing, uh, you know, to try and resolve this situation is to make uh, drastic measures. Now, what will be interesting, um, and we've seen tonight that our own uh, leader is not doing a very good job uh, with regards to this, what will be interesting is, is to see what Trump will do in terms of helping these businesses out. Now, yeah, okay, Disney is not a company that needs much help because they you know have you know lots of of money even though they're losing a lot of money so it's not like they're going to go bankrupt overnight but are they going to be supported for the loss while this is going on or is trump going to turn around and and say to everyone you know it's tough it is what it is and you'll have to sort it out yourself i think there'll be other businesses that'll be higher on the priority list than an entertainment's company um <laughs> he's doing quantitative easing and He's propping some of the banks up, but I don't think they'll do much more than that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be very interesting. The next, the next few weeks are going to be very interesting. They well, live in, you know, we're living in a unique time. Really, this has never happened before. Really, I no. mean, there've been outbreaks, but there's never been a global pandemic on this scale, has there? there well, was, well not with all the, I mean, century. with all the media coverage, because that's you know. This has all got to everybody immediately, quickly, and constantly. And that's never happened before because we've never had, you know, when Spanish flu was, I don't know, it was 1920-odd, but, you know, there wasn't the media coverage. People didn't know what was going on. No. How did you get on during Mr. D, my lot. You know, I I went out and um, I bought a lot of toilet paper, which in those days was newspaper. (laughs) You know, I I stockpiled that, filled my shopping trolley, and... You bought lots of the Sun newspaper, did you? Yeah, we, you know, we drank a lot of tea and we just carried on and we kept calm. That's it. Yeah. Well, strong and stable is what we've got somebody to be, should, right? Somebody should turn that into a slogan, I think. Mm. Oh, if only you had a time machine. I mean, we yeah. should moan. I, I'm getting depressed with the fact that Tim Tracker's had three home vlogs on the trot. I mean, what's <laughs> the point of the film? Uh, look, he's going to run out of Gucci sweaters to talk about soon. <laughs> so, yeah, what's he going to do then? To spend on Gucci sweaters. Well, that, yeah. He'd be selling his Gucci sweater on eBay. I have to sell the baby. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, he'll probably get a lot. He'll probably get more money back for that Gucci sweater if he sold it because it was owned by Tim Tracker than if he just kept it. So he paid for it initially. So it's probably. I'm gonna bid the highest. And, and also as well, what does he need a cardigan for? He's in Florida, it. mate. What do you need it for? Absolutely, boy. Absolute joker. Jesus Christ. He literally Absolute wore joker. it once, mm. and it's never been seen again. You need it for days when the temperature plummets to 55. You, you need it. You need it. You need to wear that when you're going somewhere that's got really good air conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Walt it, had some cardigans as well. Well, if you know, if Ellen's Energy Adventure was still open, that would have been the perfect place for him to wear it. But it's not. So he's stuck. Nah. In that darkness, I would have mugged him. <laughs> that's my cardigan now, Tim. Do you know, my was... wife actually did have a cardigan stolen at Epcot. Uh, really? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It was only like a, a thin coral-coloured uh, cardigan. 
And um, yeah, she put it down in the loo in Epcot and then she turned around and it had gone. Someone had stolen it. Wow. Mr. Ripley, just to check, you said coral. Was that, was that a walking dead cardigan or was it just a colour? Now, I'll tell you now, I know exactly what colour it was because I know it was coral because I had to look it up, ring the lost and found department, give them a vivid description of what it was, where it was, where it was lost, and then anticipate a phone call that they'd found it, but they never did. Mm. And you, I had you to go to find... Well, well, yeah, it's quite interesting because if it, if you don't, if it isn't cleaned in the park very quickly, then it goes to the central lost and found um, office or building, which is actually by the TTC, which is interesting. I had to go to the TTC to get something back. I can't remember what it was now. Camera, I think. Um, but yeah, it's by the TTC. There you go. Little you known. see you see, they dredge the Bay Lake every uh, every week or something, and um, how many iPhones they get. You see that? Really? No. Yeah, but really. people just drop them over the side. Jesus, people are dumb. Yeah. I imagine they've got like a ball pit of like sunglasses. Oh yeah, yeah. Just oh, diving yeah, into those. Yeah. yeah, don't don't need plastic balls. We've got loads of plastic sunglasses. Yeah, that'll be the next uh, money saving idea from Chapek. Reuse old old property as uh, as kids' playground um, activities. I've heard the worst ones, namely that Virgin cruise that <laughs> Mr. Ripley was thinking about. <laughs> oh, that's going to haunt me for my dream, in my dreams tonight. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about the parks? There is big news in the parks. Actually, I'm surprised you've missed this, uh, Nick. The biggest news story this week for the Disney parks in Central Florida was that the marketplace in Disney Springs today was about to unravel and and, and present some Disney candles. Oh, my... How about... Maple and Whiskey and Magic Candle Company, no more. You can get your own Disney candles. OMG. Yeah, but unfortunately, due to some virus, you can't get your candles. Cheeky Disney. So, do we do we know what kind of scents we're looking at here? You know, like Pirates of the Caribbean water, or well, apparently the first one is called Sunshine. El Chapek. Mm. <laughs> no, Chapek is the smell of fear. I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> one side is fear from <laughs> from inside out. The other side is a picture of Chapek. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. So, so it was called sunshine. It's called sunshine, and apparently, it smells like oranges. I mean, it's so original, isn't it? I mean, oh how they come up with this stuff, I just don't know. But Chopik was quoted as saying that he believes this will put them back on the path to profit. Right. Oh my god! Well, I mean, candles is a huge money spinner, right? Because candles famously do not cost much to make. But are sold for stupid prices. Um, has anyone ever been into Joe Malone? Who's he? She she sells candles. By the seashore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You normally you normally you normally find them located on beachfronts. <laughs> well done, lads. Um, All together now. It's one of these. Um, it's one of these. Um, hoity toity. Um, it's one of these hoity toity brands that originates in London. I think she was some like interior designer or something. Um, and, and their candles start at about 50 quid. 
and they smell of like baby powder and stuff. Uh, re- really ponzi looking shops and ridiculously priced candles. But like, even like even like Yankee candles, you know, a medium sized Yankee candle is like twenty five quid or something, isn't it? What, what about quid? the ones that smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's foo foo? Um, I turn on right now. I don't know how much they cost, um, but to me, I mean, obviously the price is is priceless for for one of those. Um, I should really go on Goop more often. I bet it's some really cool things to buy on Goop. Uh, did, I, did I mention we're sponsored by Goop? We're sponsored by Goop. Um, I, I mean, it's just it's just lame, isn't it? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna create your own candles, mm. make them smell like things people want to buy. You, you know, you can buy an orange-smelling candle anywhere. That mm. said, if you stick a Disney sticker on it, people <laughs> will buy it. Yep. That is very true, right? You just need, just need to call it the right thing. Don't call it sunshine. Call it, like, the orange tiki bird candle. Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, or um, well, uh, citrus well. Yeah. yeah. Call it citrus Pirates well. Of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean musty water candle. That is what they should. Have, that is what they should have come out with, and that yeah. would have sold. The, 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 my other favourite thing about Disney Springs is that, as of today, temporarily, of course, uh, the NBA experience is like one of the only Disney attractions in the world currently open. How, how, how ironic is that? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's so that somebody can go into self isolation. I was going to say I would love to see what the attendance is bearing in mind everything else is shut on property it's still zero yeah (laughs) we do this nah nah (laughs) right let's uh, let's step away from the parts and and have a look at what's going on outside of the parts because if you think that was a mess woohoo so uh, uh, well first of all me and P-dubs need to talk about this bit because I don't think anyone else has, has seen it, but um, I've now seen Onward twice. Um, and I know, Mr. P-dubs, you've been to see <laughs> yeah. Onward as well. Yeah. Has anyone else seen Onward? Not yet. I, I can't leave my house. <laughs> yeah, but you've had, you've had time to leave your house. That's your, that's your prerogative. I know why you haven't seen it. And it's the same reason Mr. D probably hasn't seen it yet, and that's because he looks like a DreamWorks cartoon. I know, I know. Yeah, you are. that is. That is and I, I, I will, will, I will pull I you will up actually, Ryan. It. I will pull you up on say Ryan, and I'm glad mm. you're going to go and see Mr. D. But I'm going to pull you up on something because I happen to listen to one of the other podcasts on the, on the network this week, a little show you do called "The Customer Is Always Weird," where, mm. and I'm not going to quote you verbatim, but where you said that The Incredibles two was Pixar's best film. No, I did not say that. What did you say then about Incredibles? A Bug's film? Life. A Bug's Life is, my, is the best Pixar film. All right. When is, when said, is Incredibles 2? I, I don't know what's worse. Well, I don't, don't even start on Bug's Life. Come on, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't start on it, P-Dubs. It's far too low a shot to hit. <laughs> the, the, the great Kevin Spacey? Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> I think um, I said Incredibles... I, I enjoyed Incredibles 2, um, and it was just as good as the first one. Yeah, because it's the same bloody movie. That's why. (laughs) It's just not a particularly high bar, is it? It's it's gender swapped. It's gender swapped. That's all it is. It's gender swapped. Jeez, that that opinion that is not a good hot take. I've only just watched Frozen two. Oh, let it go. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. 
yeah, it's grown on me actually. The more I've watched it, the more I've enjoyed it. And I'm sure I'll get to see it even more in the uh, the coming weeks. Um, but onward, uh, P Dubs, I haven't asked you this publicly or or behind the scenes. Um, what did you think of Onward? I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it's not a particularly oh, complicated story. There is a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't don't get me wrong. It's it's an enjoyable popcorn flick. Um, I didn't feel the emotional ties to it that I have of previous Pixar films. Um, it made me want more Spider-Man and Star-Lord um, in the Marvel films because I thought the relationship was quite good between the pair of them on this. But it might scrape into the top half of Pixar films for me. Just, maybe. Um... Well, actually, first of all, Ryan, uh, yeah. this onward, uh, uh, the mum in Onward is voiced by uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who, of course, is uh, in A Bug's Life. I, I mean, I do want to go and see Onward. I just think it looks a bit dream work. Dream work. Yeah. It's, some, it's something that I will see, but probably not until it comes to Disney+. Plus. Well, definitely not until it comes to Disney+. Plus now. So, uh, so I've seen it twice now. Um, I think, un- unlike P-Dubs, emotionally it got me especially at the end um, I, and seeing it with a, a six-year-old who was distraught at the end was even worse. Uh, it was much better when I was just alone watching it because I didn't, I didn't get quite as upset, but seeing her sobbing made me sob. Um, so I think the emotion is there, but um, I think it's a very wasted concept. I think the, the actual story didn't need to be taking place in the world that it did. And I think they could have probably come up with something more original um, and better in that world than what they did. Um, it, it's it's a good road movie. And the performances are pretty good, actually. But, yeah, there's, there's just there's something lacking about it. And it didn't, other than the emotional tie at the end, it didn't really feel to me like a Pixar film. You know, like, you remember when Brave came out? And it didn't feel like a Pixar film. It felt more like a Disney film. That's kind of how I felt with this. I do think Pixar has has lost their way a little over the last few years. It's so weird, right? Because, I mean, this is going slightly off topic, as, as is the norm with this show. But we have been watching the Pixar Spark shorts on Disney+. Plus. And mm. there's one I kind of recommended to everyone yesterday called Loop because that um, that features a, um, a, one of the characters is uh, non-verbal autistic, which is the same as my son. And it was gut-wrenching because of the parallels. Like it really like made us upset because of like how they captured the, the, uh, the condition. Like they did it really, really well. And it was a nice story... And all of those shorts are all unique. None of them are like the other, like the last one that you've seen, but they all feel fresh and original and kind of outside the box. And I feel the films of late haven't really done that. The thing is, can I just say, I mean, if you're looking to make cutbacks and you come at this from a completely non-historical legacy point of view, why would you need two animation studios in the one company? I completely agree. I yeah, mean, I agree. 
I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm not saying one way or the other, but surely it must go through Chapek's mind. Why do we actually need both? Especially they, they, make, they, they, make, they had the major chance, though, didn't they? When it was all under Lassiter. Yeah. Mm. They basically that made, made the even less sense. Yeah. Mm. They look exactly the same. I yeah, mean, that was my compare... exact point. I can't tell yeah. the difference anymore. They no, all blend into logo. one. Yeah, nor can it's I. Logo at the start. Yeah, but even... Well, yeah, because they have Pixar at the beginning as well as Disney. But it's like Disney at the beginning. I I still can't tell you who made Coco. I cannot remember who made Coco. Yeah, I could. No, Coco was a Pixar film. <laughs> I know. I I, I I think it was a Pixar film. But just you, you was, see what yeah. I mean? Like it's they're so nondescript now, like that. That I couldn't. Frozen tell you. Two could have been made by Pixar. Like, you wouldn't like. Yeah. you wouldn't know. I said yeah. Frozen yeah. Two and and onward were pretty much looked exactly the same. Oh, I think Frozen Two is a much better know. looking film than Onward. I, I think know, some I was, of the animation I, I, in that is stunning. The water yeah, I'm, I'm, in Frozen Two was incredible. Yeah, I want Frozen to Two feels and looks like a Disney film to me. Onward feels like a dream. Looks like a DreamWorks film, but I haven't seen it yet, so that's a bit unfair. That's only based on the trailer. But the new one that's coming out, Soul, that looks yeah. like mm. a Pixar film. Yes, I agree with you on that. It does. My only worry is it, it seems like it's a slight variation of Inside Out. It may be, yeah. Uh, some which, similarities, definitely, but... Yeah, which is a bit of a shame. And the lead character yeah. looks like Frozone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the lead character in Soul appeared in Onward. But I'm not entirely sure, so I didn't see the name pop up in the credits. But, um, yeah, re- re- regardless... Um, but yeah, it, it, they do seem to have lost their way a little bit. And not only have they lost their way in terms of being original, but man, the box office stinks. It really, yeah. really stinks. So um, this week, I, uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, we went to the movies on Friday night. It was deserted. I mean, the it's a 15-screen Cineplex in Crawley. And if you go on any given Friday night, it's heaving. And we went on Friday night, and it was deserted. I mean, I mean, yes, we, we're in unprecedented time, like we said with the parts, in that we have got this situation now, which is really messing everything up, right? But th- like when it opened, and this was before it started to become a, a much bigger thing than it has, it opened up with thirty nine thousand dollars i mean i can't remember the last pixar film uh, that came out at, at that kind of number for an opening weekend well it i mean the thing tiny it, it, it's crazy but i mean i'm sure you're going to cover this off in, in a second nick but why are disney not releasing this on disney plus for ten dollars fifteen dollars well I, I i think just because it's not been set up that way um, they've just pulled forward frozen two haven't they yeah, well, yeah, which I managed to check out at the weekend, which is great. We'll, we'll come, yeah. we'll come to that. We'll come to that in, in a, a little bit. Um, so I wanted to kind of round this off first, but um, it, it's it's mad. I mean, this this weekend just gone, so the second weekend of release for onward, it made ten point five million. It dipped seventy three percent versus its opening weekend. Now, to put that into context as to why, um, it's the lowest. Um, 
for, for this time of year, it's the lowest combined growth for top 10 since 1995. So I don't, I don't think that's more about coronavirus. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I will absolutely, I will absolutely give you that. I'm not saying it's just because this film has flopped. Right. I know, you know, this is this is the result of something else. But that said, um, it show you know, if, if anything, it shows that Disney should have held off this release. Even yeah, though it was probably, last minute, they should have just cancelled yeah. the release. I, th- I think they still should pull it now and then re-release it. Mm. In it, you know, in twelve months' time. I mean, well, the number of people that have seen it, it, it doesn't matter. It's the, the the thing is it's it's really weird because you know in in the UK at the moment we've been told today not to go to the cinema. You know the message tonight was do not go to the cinema, and people, but it's open. But it, but it's yeah. open and and yeah. and people still are going. And I said we went at the weekend, Mister D. You you obviously went as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know people are still going. It's just that less people are are going. So and and this weekend will be even less. Yes. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I the states they've closed. They've closed some of the cinemas in the states. Regal is completely closed yeah. now. And I'm Sorry. expecting them to shut the cinemas here. Probably. I think they'll be closed. Yeah. Pollution, you know. I think I think schools, cinemas, etc., will be closed before the end of the week. Yeah. And why is it right when you're in a huge cinema and there's only two people in it? The guy who sits, the other guy sits right behind you, and he's got really noisy popcorn bag. Why? Why is that? Oh, how does that? Man. How does that happen? I I had uh, a family of four sat just across from me when we saw it on Saturday, and I've never known mm. a family makes so much noise during a film in terms why did, of like, why what they're they, eating and drinking. It just seems like there's a research department in particularly Cineworld. I don't know about other chains. I'm sure others are available, but. They've like researched packaging and food that can be eaten in a cinema that is the noisiest it could possibly be. Paper rustly popcorn bags, for one. All right, so go on, Mr. D. So, so what would you have as an alternative to noisy popcorn? Well, I think I think there should be cinema should research and develop a range of quiet foods. So I'm thinking candy floss. I'm thinking flumps and soft white rolls. That's what you should be buying. At the kiosk at the cinema. Can I get ham and cheese to go in my roll? Uh, only if it's not smelly. So, what, so uh, what? You're just you're just talking about like a plain bread roll, nothing in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, man. You are quiet. Different generation. Box. Yeah. Different generation. What about back on the already peeled boiled? <laughs> Hang on, hang on. You want some boiled eggs? Some peeled boiled eggs? Oh no, they smell. Nah, they stink. Imagine cracking a boiled egg in the cinema. Oh my god! (laughs) Like somebody dropped one. What's those? What's those (laughs) eggs? Those fermented eggs? What they called? Like not ornamental, are they? Like thousand, hundred year eggs? Yeah, what they called? Not antique. Fabergé. No. Kinder cream. Kinder. <laughs> not Cadbury's cream. Cadbury's um, cream, yeah. Not scotch. Oh, uh, heirloom. Uh, Are they called heirloom eggs? Uh, but they're, they're like the, the really old fermented eggs. Could be. 
Anyway, good luck eating one of those. Um, yeah. What about some ice cream, eh, Paul? Ice cream's good. I like ice cream. Well. Yeah. Baskin this Robbins. For, this is for P-dubs. <laughs> that, was, that should have been in the park nose. We're a bit past okay. that now. Okay, all right. Ice cream, go on. Yeah. Ample Hills have gone bankrupt. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I love Ample Hills. They're not closing oh, good. at the moment, but they have filed for bankruptcy. And they're this gonna isn't going to help them, though, is it? No, they're going to continue to build the store that they're building in Disney Springs at the moment. Well, good. of course, that's what you do when you, you declare bankrupt. I never get yeah. I never get bankruptcy because it sounds like you just go bust, but you carry on anyway. Like, you've either got money or you haven't. I don't understand. Mm. Um, I hope they don't go under. I like Apple Hills. Well, so... We've seen onward, and we've seen how badly that's done. Can I just say that was uh, some great? Uh, that was a great inside scoop there. Oh, <laughs> oh back to back to shooting stars, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. I, I, just, I don't I think just anybody's gone. gonna. I don't think anybody's gonna top that. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. You might have to go through hundreds and thousands of jokes to top it. Oh. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flake. Um, one fab joke. <laughs> it's just, 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 just yeah, you won't find one as good as that. Saucy. You won't find one as good as that in a month of Sundays. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, guys. To... We, just need to, we just need to chill out here. Come on. No. Welcome to our new podcast, Ice Cream Puns After Dark. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you just, all right. We... Go on. I'll let you go. One more in, go on. Peanut. Huh? Who? Oh, I think my connection is <laughs> <laughs> You give, <laughs> you give somebody the floor to make a really bad ice cream pun and their internet connection goes. Yeah. Welcome, welcome yeah. to the isolated future. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> this is how we all... Well, it looks like uh, Mr. Ripley just got served. Oh, God. Right. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting a flake in it. This is done. What, Raspberry Ripley? <laughs> oh, he's oh, looking up trouble that. God. Right. Look, onwards, onward is doing badly in the box office. It's, we've, we've got to put it down to coronavirus. Um, I, I don't know what the next step is. What we have heard tonight before we've come to record this show, uh, Universal, NBC Universal, uh, Comcast, whatever, have put out a statement saying that they will be offering uh, movies on a day-and-date release to VOD platforms. So uh, the, the next big film they've got coming out is Trolls World Tour, which is coming out in the middle of April in America, but we're, su- we're supposed to be getting it on Easter Monday. Um, obviously that is is up in the air at the moment because we don't know what's going on. But um, what they've said is is that the films that are out at the moment, so that includes uh, The Invisible Man, um, which if you want to hear more about The Invisible Man, of course, you can go and listen to Mr. Ripley's uh, Halloween Half Hour. We've done just on a special episode about it. Hello. Uh, the Hunt uh, is another one. Um, and, and Trolls World Tour, when it comes out, they will all be available to rent um, so you can watch at home. 
which is something that we've often talked about as the future of the business, but it's the first time someone's actually stuck their head above the pulpit and gone, we're going first. Um, now, the rumor is, is that they're going to charge about $20 to rent one of these films, and you'll probably get it for about 48 hours that you can, you're able to watch it. But the fact that they are taking that step to make sure that people can can watch the film and I suppose make as much money as possible is is a big bold step. And mm. Mr. D, I think you did you say they should stick it on Disney Plus and charge people for it? I, I didn't say that, but um, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah take the credit for it. Um, I'll take the credit for it. That was me. <laughs> Can everyone, can everyone stop claiming it? It was obviously Ripley's. Because um, he's not answering, so it must be him. So, um, I mean, Disney Plus isn't set up for that, and I think they would possibly get into a lot of a bad rap if they did do that so soon after launching the service. But um, I think Disney might have to reevaluate things. So moving away from onwards we did get told last week that they have pushed back the releases of Mulan and uh, also the new mutants, which P dubs shocker. Is that the third time now that's been moved? Yep. And I think that probably will be the final nail. I think it probably will just go straight to Disney plus now. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I still think it might come I out. There's been a lot of good buzz about it. I think it's too dark for Disney plus. Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, it wouldn't fit with the business model, would it? Of this, we can't show I mean, anything that's that's possibly for adults on Disney Plus. If they can't bloody have um, Lizzie McGuire, I mean, there's no chance of getting New Mutants, is there? Yeah, it's a, that's a valid point. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know what do they do. How far can they push these films back? And, and what's going to happen to everything else? Because you know, they've got Artemis Fowl that's supposed to be coming out in May. If they're moving Mulan, are they going to give Mulan that spot? And then they've got the Jungle Cruise coming out in June. If that still happens, where are they going to release Mulan? There's not going to be a window for them to release it. So it just feels very weird. But it's it's having a ripple effect because, like we said, you know, if cinemas are closing... Or even if they're, you know, some of them might stay open with limited capacity, what are they going to be showing? Because I'll be honest, I went to see, you know, I've seen Onward, I've seen The Hunt, and I've seen Bloodshot, and there's only two of those three films that I'd even consider going to see again, and I've already seen Onward twice, I'm not going to go and see that again. So, they, you know, there is an argument they still need to release films, but they're obviously not going to make the money they should do if they were to hold them back. So the other problem the you've answer? got is that people, the majority of people, won't have money to go and see films anyway. Yes. You know, people are going to, first thing people cut. If, you're, if you can't work from home and you have to stay at home, then you're not going to have much money. The priority is going to be keeping, keeping the lights on. So, yeah. you, might, you know, you might have Disney Plus if you're lucky, but you're not going to be paying for films. Yeah. Well, if you... If you... You know, there's, there's different scenarios, I guess. If people don't want to go out because they, you know, want to stay away from other people, then they might spend more on, um, you know, Netflix or Sky or Disney Plus or just 
Apple just buy a movie, rent a movie, mm-hmm. and have a movie night in. Like, like I said to some of you, like in our little group chat, you know, my my unlimited card for Cineworld and other chains are available that have their own passes, but my pass is coming up for renewal this week, and originally I was going to renew it. No, you know, no questions asked. But now I'm thinking, do I want to? Because what am I going to be able to see? Yeah. And when can I go and see them? Yeah, it be interesting to see what happens because if they shut the film, if you shut the theatres, or if there aren't any new releases, and so they end up kind of playing older movies, you know, double features, putting things back on IMAX again, that's been, you know, that's been something they've been doing. Um, then there might be an argument that says that chains like Cineworld should do what Disney World has done with its annual passes, where, you know, if the parts are shut for two weeks, they're going to extend your annual pass by two weeks. Mm. We didn't talk yep. about that bit, but but that's that's what they've said. Cineworld, yep. places like that, might end up having to do something similar. And I'd be more than happy if that was the the resolution. The problem at the moment is they're saying nothing because they, they haven't made any yeah. decisions. Um, and if if that was the case, that look, you know, films are being pulled left, right, and centre. You know, yeah. uh, a quiet place was another one that was supposed to be open this weekend. That's been cancelled. Mulan's coming out the weekend after that. That's been cancelled. Uh, Trolls is undoubtedly going to be moved. That will be cancelled. Um, so there's no big films now coming out until yeah. May June time. So if they want you to spend your your hard earned money paying, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen quid, whatever it costs a month, um, what are you going to do? And if you're told you can't go, or they shut them down because they're told that people can't go, then why are you being penalised for that? They've got to add the time yeah. on. I think they'll shot. Now that now that that's been stated tonight, to avoid public places, I think they'll shot and then try and again like Disney, they'll try and save the money. They'll cut back staff. They'll you know they don't have to pay for heating and lighting and all that stuff. So, see, I'm gutted because I've got tickets tomorrow night to go and see the first two episodes of The Mandalorian mm. on the big screen, and I was really looking forward to it. But I don't I don't feel like I want to go now. Mm. Especially to that, because that that screening has been booking for weeks. So that screen now is packed. They're talking about in the future of like, you know, effectively doing a run one row available, one row closed, in order to kind of space people out. But even I'm assuming you're still not... sat next to someone. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's a, yeah, that's a bit of a. A weak measure. That's like that's like the old days when the front of the plane was smoking and the back of the plane was non-smoking. Tough <laughs> shit if you were in the seat behind the guy who was in the back end of smoking because you were sitting in his cigarette cloud. That's it, exactly. So yeah, I think they're going to have to they're going to have to close. But what's going to happen with the films? That that is the question. And uh, like you and Ryan both said earlier, what Disney have done in America, at least is they've pushed up the release date of Frozen 2 to Disney+. And they've also um, released Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, a few weeks early as well, haven't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, That's it's the not on there yet, but I think it's this week, isn't it? No. Oh, is so, that just no. to buy? Yeah. Yeah. So my understanding, my understanding is, is that because Frozen, I think, went on sale the middle of February, I think, or the beginning of February. Uh, it's just about six weeks afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, it should have been. Yeah. So I think so. So there's a definite window between it coming out to actually buy a digital copy and it then appearing on Disney Plus a month or so. So that should mean Rise of Skywalker comes out in in April for that, towards the end of April, possibly. Um, and look, quite frankly, Disney are going to want to make as much money as possible on that film because it didn't do so well at the box office. So yeah. if they can get a few more sales out of it on home release, then why not? Um, but they've made that measure because of, of the situation that's that's now going on. And I bet they wish they'd hold, held back on some of those Jeff Goldblum episodes now. Yeah. Because there's nothing new, new, new on Disney Plus that anyone wants to watch. I have to say, I, I've recently, I, I've kind of had access to it in the past, but I've properly got access now. And there's some great stuff on there. For me, it's worth paying £50 for just to have The Simpsons all in one place. You can't get that anywhere else um, and watch it in order. Uh, so that's fantastic and worth the money to me personally. And I've been watching the new DuckTales which is which is great. Really enjoying that. Uh, I've seen the Mandalorian, seen Jeff Goldblum, seen the Imagineering story. Beyond that, there's not much there. That, that's what I mean. Um, you know, we are on our Patreon show. We are going through a like kind of Disney A to Z on um, like classic films that we're rewatching and reviewing. And you know, obviously, that's great to have all those films on on you you know at the end of a remote control uh that you can watch at any time and for that it's great but at the same time you do want some new stuff as well and mm. they burn out all the good new stuff because the marvel shows are not happening until later on in the year and they've, they've, they've all delayed they've all delayed shooting as well well i think isn't hasn't one division wrapped no nope. oh man They've come out today, both that and uh, Loki have both been... No, that went first because they were filming in Europe. That's right, yeah, they stopped in The other two were filming in the same studio in Atlanta and they've they've both been stopped now. So, you know, they were supposed to be kind of staggered throughout the year. They're going to be delayed. Um, I I assume The Mandalorian Season 2 will be delayed. Yep. I know that. Well, I think that's finished, finished, isn't it? That had finished filming. Okay, because they were filming that last year, weren't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, Disney Plus UK account has recently tweeted today, we hear you. As much as we'd love to, we can't bring forward the launch of Disney Plus in the UK. Less than eight days to go. Take care. Love Yeah, I saw that tweet (laughs) and I I just love the replies going, I'm watching my VPN. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because there is there is absolutely nothing right there is absolutely nothing stopping them releasing that app early nothing at all no it works they just haven't released it to the app store that's all they haven't done so yeah, exactly. absolute nonsense and they're idiots they're idiots by not doing it because people have paid the money and it's, it's not even like go. it's a contract thing because contracts don't start on like halfway through a month well, besides which anyway Right, for anybody that doesn't want to pay up front, 
if you release it now, they'll pay you five ninety nine. Oh, sorry. I mean, like the Simpsons and things like that. Right. It can't sorry. be like a contract thing like the right. UK because contracts don't just start on like the twenty whatever of March. No. No. Well, it's very unusual, especially in the corporate world. No, I agree. It, it always seemed weird to me that it was launching on the 24th of March anyway. Yeah. Like, why not the 1st of April? That's that's when I thought, yeah. It, it, it's just very weird. Or the, the 1st of March. It just seemed like a very weird time to, to release it. But anyway, that's nonsense. Look, as, as Ryan said on his other podcast, and I'll repeat here, um, if you've got a Disney Plus UK account and you've paid up front for it um, and you've got a VPN you can start watching Disney Plus right now. I, I don't know why, but it lets you. Your account is active. Do not listen to them. It's active. Just get the app from wherever you want to get it. Anyway. I've just been uh, watching it. Also, you can watch it in browser. I've just been watching it in browser. Ooh. And it's, yeah, works an absolute treat. There you go. So many different ways of watching it. But the fact is, Disney have got these films that are coming out. And at, at this moment in time, nowhere to show them and surely it makes more sense for them to follow this universal model and, and it'd be interesting right because they'll they'll be the first ones out the gate so maybe if they see that you know a million people buy a film this weekend disney will release something in in Jiggles. and in fact disney don't even have to do anything do they because universal aren't it's just going to be available on iTunes yep. and, and other like digital platforms. So they're not even releasing an app for this. You just go and you're able to rent the film at your usual place that you would buy a film to, to watch. I mean, personally, outside of even outside of coronavirus, that's the way I would prefer to watch my films anyway. Um, to avoid the, the rustles and the annoyance of people in the cinema. If I could watch the next Star Wars movie at midnight on my 4K TV at home, I'd much prefer doing that. Yeah, I think I think it does depend on your, your setup and everything like that. Um, I completely you know, agree. For me, even though I've got like a nice soundbar and and like you know a decent screen and everything like that, I would much you know I I like the experience of going into the cinema and that that whole everything about that experience except the oh. noise of people rustling um, oh, Nick, you're so analog <laughs> mate I'm, I'm such a basic analog person <laughs> um but you know I, I i generally do like that and that's why I, I bought a cinema pass because i do like going out and, and seeing a film i do also love watching films in the comfort of my own home and it probably would make me think twice if i had that that option there would be films like for me, no matter how decent your setup is, Ryan, you know, going to see Star Wars on your 4K TV or going to see Star Wars in an IMAX screen, they're not comparable. No, oh, you're right. I, I don't have to sit there some, some absolute tool when I go to uh, my own house. Well, it depends this round. But <laughs> no, I, I do agree. I think. Nothing quite compares to the IMAX screen. I, I but there are there are times, and I mean, I said like this week, I went to see The Hunt and I went to see Bloodshot because I had the day off work and I thought I'd go and do a good old fashioned double bill. Um, would I ever rather watch those films at home? Absolutely. Yeah. Because because you know they're not they're not the ideal films to make a special trip to the cinema for. 
But at, at the same time, you know, by having that kind of card that me and Mr. D do, it does mean that we might go and see films we wouldn't usually go and watch. That's right. So, you yeah, know, I think it's a, it's a great point. I would mean, definitely win a paid to see Bloodshot at home, that's for sure. <laughs> for me personally, it's I, I very rarely get to go to the cinema, and when I do, it's for the big, the big, big Disney Marvel re- releases. I very rarely even get to watch the Pixar and animated films now, just don't get the time. But I would have, have the time to kind of sit home and do it at like one in the morning on a Friday night or something like that. Mm. Um, so that's it, kind of works, you know, better for me personally. But I think, right. It very much depends on the person, but it would be nice to have the option. So, the next big Disney release that is on the agenda at the moment is Black Widow. Now, I think Mr. Ripley, you said there wasn't a big Marvel film coming out this year, hmm. which is a bit of a low blow. But I know what you mean like Black Widow isn't a Spider Man or it isn't an yeah. Avengers film or anything like There's that. There's no tentpole film. No. Yeah, and it's a prequel, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's basically a pointless movie that doesn't matter. Well, exactly. So in the great, you know, it's fantastic to see a black movie, Black Widow movie. Don't get me wrong, but for the, the wider story, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what did Disney do? Because if I was Disney right now and I looked at what had happened with Onward, and I've already made a decision to move um, Mulan from the release schedule. Why would I want to release Black Widow in this market? Nobody's, nobody's going to be releasing major films. No, and until, the thing is, it, it doesn't matter normalize. when it comes out. Well, unless there's a post-credit scene that, that that has got something, which I've heard there might be. Probably will be, won't there? But still, <laughs> you just yeah. bundle that at the start of the next one. Yeah, I think the only way they can release Black Widow on the release date they've got now is the week before it comes out. You know, America declares it's free of coronavirus and everything's back on board. Everything's back open. Business is resumed as usual. Everyone's got money in their pocket. I can't see that being the case. No. I don't think it will be either. Well, based on the UK's trajectory, I'm not allowed technically. Technically, I'm in self-isolation until the 13th of June, I believe. So the US is going to have similar measures this week, I'm sure. And there's a lot more diabetics in the US than there are in the UK, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And also as well, you know, we are an island. America is a massive island. I mean, how many how many UKs can fit into America? That's got to be that. Some must be the size of Britain, isn't it? Something <laughs> even like that, yeah. So they're probably like ten times the size of us, maybe twenty times the size of us. So you know, you're talking about a big difference. It's going to take a lot more time to contain it in America than it is here. Yep. So it's got it's got to be it's got to be moved, surely. I think so. Or, or released as Universal were releasing that pitches. I mean, I, t- I will say this now: if they, I, I honestly believe, if they announced Black Widow was going straight to Disney Plus, that would really increase subscription. Yeah, Tenfold. especially especially by for like from those people that have already cancelled it because they've watched all the new content. 
Yeah, it's coming to Disney Plus, but only if you subscribe for the year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, move. Chapex back on form, boys. <laughs> He's talking to himself in the ballroom. What what with that idea and the candles? He's going to really turn this business around, isn't he? It's all turning out, Chapek. I think I said this privately. Like Catherine Powell must be so happy sitting in her Airbnb right now. All this going on around her. Well, hang on a minute. Is that I don't know Airbnb's not doing well? Is that who she went to work for? Yeah, yeah, she's she's C- CEO, or I think, of uh, Airbnb. Well, apparently oh. they're they're doing not very well because a, f- a couple of friends of mine have got some buy to lets, and they've only just had their money for their December rentals. Wow, you know, we're nearly April, so. Mm. She's literally been thrown from one bus to the next. Yeah, out of the fryer and into the whatever the expression is. Out the frying pan and into the frying pan, I think. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like it's a pizza pan. Yeah, <laughs> a pizza pan. Um, yeah, uh, well, you know what? If, if nothing else, this episode, we all we've done is decided that um, by the end of the year, Disney will be bought by Apple because there'll be no money left in the company. Apparently, Apple has got loads of money stored up to buy something, and no one knows what. So it'll be Disney. Could be right. Well, I'm, I mean, look, in, I said that as a flippant comment, but, like, really break it down. You know, Miss D, I think, like, worked out that they lose about $30 million a day when the theme parks aren't open. Mm. They're closing for 12 weeks. That's a lot of money to lose. The cinema, like, you know, the, the, film, the films are flopping when they're releasing them because the cinemas are closed. So they're not making money. I mean, Jesus Christ, how much is that film going to make if it's made $60 million in two weekends. Uh, yeah, it's made $60, $60 million in two weekends. Uh, so it's 14 days almost of being out. Um, you know, th- that film is is barely going to make its budget back. It's not doing very well across the globe for the, the same reasons that many cinemas are closed. So that's not going to make them the money back that they, they needed it to. They're moving their other films later in the year because of the same for the same reasons. They're not going to make money at the cinema because cinemas are going to be closed. So where is the money coming from? So what you're saying is we need to start a campaign to save Disney and by doing so get eyes in the back. I think what we should do is go to the British government and say that we need seven point five billion pounds to rescue Disney. It's all right. And just and just print some money. They can just yeah. print that. Well, they'll just Done. go to the magic money tree and, and get some leaves. That's it. That's what, what is it? Really? What, I don't know. It's it's looking very likely that Disney will have to uh, think of an alternative plan to releasing movies based on the report I've just read <laughs> that suggests that the plan suddenly changed in the UK because of the predicted deaths that come, coming out of Imperial College London. And that there's a, a big problem with the, the current plan is that there's no major exit strategy. The only exit strategy that exists is when a cure is created, which could be in 18 months' time. So, 18 months of isolation. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Ryan is the boy in the bubble. <laughs> isolation, man. Don't touch me. 
if you've if you've never seen the boy in the bubble, you could definitely sign a remake. You'd be perfect for it. <laughs> uh, one of John Travolta's first films, apparently. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, no one knows if this is going to be a, a problem for a few months. No one knows if this is going to be a problem for just a few weeks. Is it going to be a problem for the next year? Either way, Disney really have to think about a contingency plan because at the moment their model is buggered. I think that's the politest way of putting it. It's buggered. Yep. Well, I think they're the same boat as everybody else, really. You know, and the problem is if there isn't, so if the hot weather, summer, when it finally comes, if that doesn't reduce things, plus the measures that are being taken, if that doesn't burn that out, then waiting on a, a vaccine is is kind of clutching at the straws, really. I mean, you know, there's no guarantee that there will be a successful vaccine, even in 18 months' time. They've tried, and, uh, just before we started recording, uh, I was watching the Trump press conference, and one of his advisors said that they um, gave the first injection today for a trial, but it would take yeah. 12 months before they were able to confirm it worked and would be, it'd be ready to go. So... Yeah. That's that's the very earliest that America thinks that they've they're going to have something that's going to fix it. And also, I like think, going going back to your comment about the weather, mm-hmm. if that was the case, then it wouldn't be affecting Australia in the way it is because it's summer. Nearly all of the previous pandemics have lasted for about two years. Yeah, I mean, some have been shorter because of the strain. Um, some haven't been as easily transferable as this one is. But on average, you're looking between a year to two years before they get a handle on it. By which time, you know, you, you can try and contain it as much as possible. But really, if it's around for two years, the vast majority of people are going to get exposed to it. Yeah. But- the last problem on that is that, you know, they, they came out today and said in the UK, you know, people have probably had it and not realised it. And some people yeah. get it and don't actually have any symptoms. They're just carrying it. Mm. And that that is the problem. Like, we've been talking, that's the problem. We've been talking think- about this, um, like, recently, because, like, we were all ill in our little family, we were all ill. Lindsay's mum got it worse. She actually needs to have a steroid pump for her breathing because she couldn't breathe. Um, we all had like really bad headaches, uh, really bad um, sore throats, lethargic. We've all had the symptoms of what this is supposed to be without any tests or knowing that it was even what it was. Um, and, and so we could have had it equally we may not have done and we don't know because we can't get tested because it's too late and even if it wasn't too late you can't get tested now because i haven't got the i haven't got enough kits to test people so we have literally got no idea how many people have had it how many people have it now because there's no actual there's no proper statistics to work on everything is worked on calculations it's all Mm. guesswork but what is yeah i guess the thing i'm saying Sorry. No, go on, go on. I was just going to say, if it is going to be around for a long time, a year, two years, whatever, then some tough decisions are going to have to be made. 
not not just by Disney, but by governments. Yeah. Because you can't, you can only do what we're doing right now for a short period of time. Right. There comes a point where life has to go on. It's gonna, it's gonna get all purge slash Mad Max if not, right? What if? Right. Yeah. What if all of us put a tenner into a kitty, give it to Logan's dad, the lawyer, and then he goes off and sues China so we can get all our money back? I like this idea a lot. Huh? He's successful. Uh, He's successful. Right. Uh, go and go and drop Logan a PM because you probably won't listen to this beforehand. And see how likely it is, and then yes, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get our Patreon money together. What was the South Park episode with the um, where they was doing the takeoff of the Michael Jackson court case? You know, oh, that's one for Chewbacca. Yeah, the Chewbacca defense. Yeah, he'd be all over this. Exactly. Oh no, he's doing the Chewbacca defense. Let's okay. get let's that get Cartman and, and Jay Seculo involved. That's what we need. No, no, it's Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> it's just ignorance. It's just ignorance. That's ignorance. <laughs> right. Well, I think we're all going to go off and find the Mr. Jefferson episode of South Park to go and watch. I imagine it's on Amazon Prime or something. It um, is on Prime. I think we need to cheer ourselves up because I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I thought this was going to be a bit of an interesting episode talking about you know. The, the latest news around the pandemic and the parts and stuff. And all I've come away with is thinking there ain't going to be a Disney left at this rate. <laughs> all I can say is thank God we've got the universal show to fall back on. <laughs> that's, In case that's Disney go under. <laughs> save, save our bacon. Yeah. Disney parts and beyond. <laughs> yeah. All of three months. <laughs> We've well, still got beyond to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, we can talk about what happens post Disney. <laughs> exactly, Disney and beyond. Apple Parks and beyond. <laughs> beyond Disney Parks and beyond. Bed Bath and beyond. Well, that that I mean, really, that's the, the podcast I wanted to do, but I didn't feel like I had enough experience and, and had to stick into Disney. But hey, you know what? Maybe that's where we go. Uh, right. On that cheery note, Mm-hmm. I think we should wrap this episode up. So, um, Nick, <laughs> go on. Let, let, let's not fudge this ending up, shall we? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Drizzled that one on the end. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, dear. I literally, I'm just a big I'm... softie for these puns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that is the cherry on top, that right there. Oh, dear. You know, all these puns are just whipping people up into a frenzy. Um, oh. Let's <laughs> let's leave it. At, they literally are not going to get any better. Like we, no, we that's an, enough waffling on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're extending now. We're extending. A bit like a bit like in the way that we we're, we're hitting a peak with this pandemic. I, I think we've hit a peak with the ice cream joke. Um, mm-hmm. So let's all become Ziggy Piggies and. and toddle off um but gents it's been an absolute honor thank you very much for coming on this special episode of a very short podcast which i think is now one of the longest we've done in in quite some months 
I said to Mr. D, he'd be, he'd be finishing time to watch Newsnight, and I've, I've let you down, man. You're going to have to watch your night, yeah. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Uh, we're going to have enough time to watch whatever we want, so... Yeah, I don't know what's going to be on Newsnight anyway. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, News is an oxymoron right now. Yes, well, this, this moron is going to wrap up the show. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, we'll be back, well possibly if we all survive and there's still something to talk about we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of disney parts and beyond yeah mm. see how beyond it really goes. all right guys yeah Happy take it easy